I'm not Carrie Underwood, so don't expect a song. But oh, Sunday nights are about to be a lot more fun. It's playoff time, baby. Today we have our Week 15 recap, Week 16 picks, lead headlines around the league, thoughts on the Pro Bowl, and our playoff bracket. All here on Beyond the Blitz. Welcome back, everyone. Blitz crew back at it as always. Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, and today's special guest joining us is your cousin Chris Rogers. Welcome on the show, Chris. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. It could be better. <laughs> Steelers lost, so it's it's a bad week. I'm in a room of two Steelers fans. All right, let's get this, Chris. <laughs> First thing we have for you here today, we have some league headliners for you. So the way this is gonna work, Chris. I'm going to ask you 10 rapid-fire questions, and you're going to give me 10 rapid-fire answers. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's start out. Terrell Suggs, signed by the Chiefs, going into the playoffs. Was this a good move? I think so. They needed more help on the pass rush, and he can deliver for them. He's going to be used in a similar role as James Harrison was later in his career in Pittsburgh. Janoris Jenkins, signed by the Saints. Was this a good move? I don't see it making much of a difference. Um, Janoris Jenkins... He's a corner. They already have a couple of good corners on their team. Their secondary is pretty solid. I don't see it making much of a difference, so no, not a good move. Next up, we have a uh, couple teams that have clinched playoff spots, and by a couple, I mean most. Coming into the playoffs into Week 16, we have the 49ers, Ravens, Packers, Bills, Patriots, Seahawks, Chiefs, and Saints have all clinched playoff spots. So my question for you is, Chris, who has impressed you the most this season? I will say the Ravens. I didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year. Lamar Jackson's really stepped up. That defense has really, really stepped up, in my opinion. And they're my Super Bowl favorite this year. Finally, rookie quarterback Will Greer starting this week for the Carolina Panthers for the first time. Benching Kyle Allen, third quarterback for this season for the Panthers. What are your thoughts on this? Will Greer, out of college, I liked him. He's a solid quarterback, but I don't know if he's the future for the Panthers. We'll find out. Next up, another quarterback situation in the other side of the nation. Devlin Hodges, still the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a surprising decision here, but should they get a QB in the offseason or just try to develop Duck? I don't think so. We don't have enough draft capital or cap space to get a quarterback in the offseason. And Big Ben probably be back next year. Steelers are looking good. Two, three years maybe. I'll answer that question again, but right now, no, we're good. Next up for you, we have probably what is the most controversial thing going around the league today. The New England Patriots, another videotaping scandal. They filmed the Cincinnati Bengals sidelines during a football game a couple weeks before they played them. My question for you is, Chris, should the NFL take this situation more seriously? Yes, they should bring the hammer down. I mean, this is not the first time they've been caught doing something like this. They need to show that the league can't just be pushed over. And they need to bring the hammer down on the Patriots. And surprise, surprise, receiver Josh Gordon has been suspended for the fifth time of his career for abusing the PED policy of the NFL. My question for you is, Chris, should the NFL give up on him for good? I hate the words give up, but he's had so many tries to rehabilitate himself and get get good, get right. I don't see it happening, and I think the NFL should give up on them. As Stephen A. Smith says, stay off the weed. 
I think people always deserve a second chance, but Josh Gordon's got too many chances this time. My next question, Chris. Drew Brees has broken Peyton Manning's career touchdown record, but where do you rank Brees on the all-time list? I say number three. He's better than Brady statistically, but, I mean, he's had more rings, and I also rank Montana above above Drew Brees, purely based on the rings that he's won in, the, in his career, but that's all I have to knack against Drew Brees is his Super Bowl appearances and wins. That's all I have. Hypothetical question coming up for you now. If you could only pick three NFL coaches to be put on the hot seat to be fired this season, who would you pick? Excluding, of course, Redskins and Panthers, since they've already made their decision. I'd say Dan Quinn, disappointing season, very disappointing season. Beats the good teams, but can't be the bad teams. So they got to fix that, and that's all coaching. Number two, I'd say Freddie Kitchens. Like I said, uh, same situation with the Falcons. All the talent in the world on that team, no discipline. That's all coaching, in my opinion. And number three, Matt Patricia should be on the hot seat. He's, you know, he took the team to the playoffs last year, and yeah, he's had injuries, but he should still be able to compete in in the NFC, in my opinion, and he's just not competing. So those are my three, Freddie Kitchens, Matt Patricia, and Dan Quinn. All right, I probably agree with most of those picks. And finally, Chris, last question for you. Joe Burrow just won the Heisman Trophy. What? are your thoughts completely deserving the Heisman but the Bengals are going to turn him into the next Matt Stafford that's it is what it is what do you mean by next Matt Stafford he's going to be overpaid towards the end of his career not going to win any playoff games <laughs> wow Dang. that's that's a uh, hot take right there all right now we're moving on to our week 15 recap going to hand it over to the other member of the Blitz crew Justin what do you have for us? All right, week 15 recap. Here we go. Thursday night football, Ravens at home against the Jets get the expected win, 42-21. to 21. It wasn't quite the 50-point blowout I thought it would be, but still a deserving win. And the Seahawks finally getting on a winning streak here in Carolina, winning against the Panthers, 30-24. to 24. As supposedly one of the best teams in the NFL, the Seahawks can't be giving up 24 points to a team without a head coach. And the Patriots finally getting a win after the two-game losing streak they were on. Close at the beginning of the game, but then the Patriots' defense just dominated that game. Patriots get the win, 34-13 against the Bengals. Cincinnati had to go into the place that the Patriots predicted. And the Buccaneers demolished the Lions with that fantastic offense, 38-17. to Tampa is the hottest team in the NFL right now, but too little too late. Took the words right out of my mouth, Brandon. And then the Bears almost almost got it into the end zone at the end of the game to possibly tie it but the Packers squeak out a win at home 21-13 this is the Packers 99th victory over the Chicago Bears in franchise history and what a fun time it has been speaking of fun times we got Eli Manning winning a game for the Giants 36 to 20 against the Dolphins it's the Dolphins you know I mean that's really all that can be said and then the Chiefs at home, blowing out the Broncos 23-3. to You're a playoff team. You should win these kind of games. And then, one of the games of the week, we thought the Titans at home losing a crucial game against the Texans 24-21. to Chris, what you got? I mean, the Texans, probably the most inconsistent team in the NFL this year. You never know what you're going to get with them. They pulled it out this week, so congrats to them. The Titans just cannot win a divisional game right now, and that's going to be the reason that they might not make the playoffs. 
Yeah, I mean, you're at home. This is a game that you should not have lost. The Titans, slow start. That's the only reason they lost this game, the slow start. You came back at the end of the game, but defense could not do anything to stop Deshaun Watson at the end of the game. It'll be interesting to see how this game goes down in Week 17. And then we have the Redskins at home. It looked like they were so close to winning this game, but the Eagles keeping their playoff hopes alive, 37-27 against the Redskins, they get the win. Good hard-fought game. The Redskins are showing some promise going into next season with this one. I think that they have a promising future with Dwayne Haskins as your quarterback. They have a couple holes on this team that they still need to fill. Can't evaluate anyone properly with the unit they have. But also, Philadelphia isn't a real playoff team. And it was a kind of fun game to watch, to be honest. And the Cardinals end their losing streak at home, winning against the Browns 38-24. to Where's all the Cleveland fans at? It's pretty some Super Bowl now. The Cardinals are not looking bad either. Same thing as Washington. They have some promise for next season. And the Raiders lose their last ever home game in Oakland in a heartbreak at the end of the game, 20-16 to to the Jaguars. It sucks to say, but I think the Raiders just lost a lot of fans. They're moving to a new city. They lost their last home game, left a bad taste in most fans' mouth. And trash being thrown onto the field after the game that's inexcusable if you're a Raiders fan. You cannot be okay with that sort of behavior. You know what's funny? The Chargers were the last team to lose a home their last home game. Could fan base-wise this be the same thing as the Chargers? Because we don't see any fans. I mean, we saw the Steelers play in Los Angeles, and it looked like a home game for the Steelers. Could see the same thing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Same division, same kind of situation here. I could very well see that happen. And then the Cowboys where has this Cowboys team been all season? They demolished the Rams 44-21. to Chris, what do you have to say about this game? The Cowboys are as good as their talent on their team. Their coaching has nothing to do with it. Jason Garrett probably also should be on the hot seat at the end of the year. And the Rams, they're like the Texans. They're too inconsistent to make it to the playoffs, in my opinion. You know, Jared Goff is just not impressing me at all. I think he has one of the major problems with this team. Of course, you have... A lot of inconsistencies. You have a lot of star players as well, though, and they're just simply not showing up the way that they should be. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've probably heard this at least five times this season. Where is Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley is non-existent on this offense. He's one of the guys who has dropped off production-wise, and it's mostly because of the play calling for the Rams. And then you have the Falcons having one of the biggest upsets of the year in San Francisco on a last-minute touchdown to Julio Jones. Falcons get the win, 29-22. to what an ending. Insane. Just absolutely crazy. The Falcons, they can beat the good teams, but the great teams can beat the bad teams. So that's until the Falcons can beat bad teams as consistently they can as they can beat good teams, they're not going to be good in the NFL. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's sort of ironic that the Falcons just helped the Saints get a better playoff position with this win. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, I still think the 49ers will be okay. They lost to pretty good teams. The Falcons are not a joke. They've just had a bad year. They still have a solid team. Yes. I don't think this is a loss that they should hang their head about. They were in this game. They fought in this game. They're still looking at the number one seed in the playoffs. If everything goes their way, I think the 49ers will be okay. You know what's funny about this game? Kyle Shanahan told his team, this will not be a trap game for us. This will not be a trap game. This is my former team. We're definitely going to beat this team, and then look what happened. Falcons get the win in San Francisco. And this is the way that teams are going to beat the 49ers. If you get the last possession of the game, you will beat the 49ers. If you have a good enough offense and you're down by at least possession, you will beat the 49ers. That's how teams will beat them. And then you have the Vikings dismantling the Chargers 39-10. As they should. You're a playoff caliber team. You should beat the bad teams. 
And then in Pittsburgh, the Bills getting the win and inching ever so close to that AFC championship. 17 to 10, get a win against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers, if you're listening, fire Randy Feekner. Even if you have Big Ben in that offense, I don't see him making a difference. It's the play calling. Randy Feekner was living in his fears during that game. Why are you calling the Wildcat in the red zone? These are the kind of games the Bills strive for. Low-scoring games, coming down to the end of the wire, and letting your defense get it done. This is where the Bills really thrived. I think they got in the exact situation they wanted to at the end of the game. And I think this is a situation they'll be in next week against a Patriots team that doesn't have a good offense. I could agree with that. The Bills are getting close to winning this division, but I mean, we'll see how the next couple of weeks end up. And then we have the end of the week. Drew Brees, as we said, broke the record. That was the highlight of this Monday night game. Saints get the win 34-7 against the Colts. Drew Brees broke two records. Not just one, he broke two records. You're right, he did break two records. He broke the completion percentage record. In a game? Yeah, for a single game, the highest completion percentage, I think he was 29 for 30. And he threw three, was it three or four touchdown passes in this game and broke the all-time career, regular season, touchdown record. Great career. Yes. Great career, great, great player. Career. Hey, he beat out Phillip Rivers for the completion percentage and then Peyton Manning for the all-time touchdown. Two good quarterbacks. I mean, Drew Brees, one of the greatest of all time. Yep. Now we're moving on to hot takes. And today, we mentioned it in the intro and we're back at it right now. Pro Bowl selections have been announced. So, first question. Who were the biggest snubs this year? For me, in my completely unbiased opinion... Joe Hayden and Bud Dupree for the Steelers. Ryan Ramchick, Saints, I believe, right? Left tackle. And probably Aaron Jones as well. He's having a better uh, year statistically than Zeke, and this is why I don't watch the Pro Bowl. A couple more I have that you didn't mention. I have Saints linebacker Demario Davis, Broncos safety Justin Simmons, who has been so clutch in that secondary for Denver. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. Been very good. He's been better than division rival Aaron Rodgers, who got in. I think that should be reversed a little bit. It should be revisited, but of course it won't be. I agree with what you said, Aaron Jones and Ryan Ramchick. But Josh Jacobs, what a rookie year this running back has yeah. had. Came out of nowhere. Well, not really nowhere. We knew he'd be good, but he's pretty much been the crutch for this Raiders offense. And another offensive player for the Raiders, Darren Waller. Oh, tight yeah. End. I know Mark Andrews deserved to get in, but Darren Waller definitely deserves a second thought. Came out of nowhere. Absolutely. I mean, he if, might very well replace Mark Andrews if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's the thing with a lot of these players. We're saying Justin Simmons, a lot of some of these players, they, yes, they didn't make the Pro Bowl, but they're going to play in the Pro Bowl because a lot of these players, you have the Ravens who are most likely going to make the Super Bowl. The Ravens have 12 players in the Pro Bowl. If they make the Super Bowl, that's 12 spots that they're going to have to fill. So a lot of these players that we're talking about, they're most likely going to play in the Pro Bowl, especially if a team like the Ravens make the Super Bowl. Plenty of spots still left to fill. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So now, not snubs, but who didn't deserve it? Who got in the Pro Bowl but didn't deserve it? We already mentioned Aaron Rodgers, but who else do you guys have? Any wide receiver for the AFC that is not named DeAndre Hopkins or Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, I mean, yeah, he makes the Pro Bowl if the season never happened um, because of what he did in his past. And then Jarvis Landry, what, what, I don't understand why he's in the Pro Bowl. I mean, sure, he had one or two good games. I think there's a lot of these guys where they had one or two good games and everybody's like, ooh, they're the best thing since sliced bread, and then no. I still don't even think Tyreek Hill deserved to get in, though. He was injured most of the season, and he's still been he's been good, yeah. but he hasn't been, like, mind-blowing. I mean, a lot of this is name recognition. It has Absolutely. to be name recognition. No, yeah, it's just whoever gets the most headlines. That's why I don't watch the Pro Bowl. And next up, 
we have a controversial topic. There is not one, but two petitions going around to let out Michael Vick of the Pro Bowl, where he was going to be honored. And Kimmelov got 630,000 signatures. What do you guys think about this? I think it's ridiculous. The reason why people are signing the petitions because he was a convicted criminal. The man did his time. He's a reformed person. He's an activist for dogs now. Just let him be, like, let him be him. Like, he was an NFL player. Let him get honored by the NFL for being one of the most electrifying quarterbacks ever. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Chris, on a lot of your points. I mean, he's reformed. He is a dog animal activist now, and he, I don't know why, 630,000 people wanted to sign a petition for him to not be there because he's definitely earned the right both with the Falcons and with the Eagles. He's done it well with two different teams. He deserves to be honored at some point, if not a Hall of Fame, which probably won't be a Hall of Fame quarterback, then at least let him have this at the Pro Bowl. See, okay, there's two ways to look at this. And I don't know how deep I really want to go into this because it is a very controversial topic. So I'm going to kind of try lightly right here. But there's two types of people. Those who have forgiven Michael Vick and those who have not. And it's really all about, I don't want to say morals, but it's all about kind of how you approach the situation. Nobody is okay of, of course, what Michael Vick did in the past. We all get that and everything. But looking at this from a logical standpoint, we look at O.J. Simpson. He is still in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His head is still in Canton, and he was in jail for a very, very long time. So I think that right there kind of sets the standards for what we're doing here in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We're honoring athletic greatness, not really people achievements. Yeah. We can get into that all day long about who deserves what, but what they did on field was great. Yes. OJ Simpson was still a Hall of Fame type of player, and that doesn't change the fact that his head deserves to be in Canton. And it's the same thing with Tyreek Hill. You're voting him in the Pro Bowl, and yet all the stuff he did, you yeah. know, he should have been suspended. Absolutely. And so why are you letting him in the Pro Bowl? There's such... There's a lot of things we could be talking about with Michael Vick and different players. I mean, forgive and forget. In the NFL, talent trumps all. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. Talent trumps all in the NFL. I personally think Tyree Kill shouldn't have stepped on the field at all this year, and now he's in the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, it I is agree. What it is. Yep. And finally, last thing about the Pro Bowl, is it even worth watching? No, it's boring. <laughs> it sucks. It's. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, it's a waste of everyone's time. All right. I'm going to give you guys some advice here for the Pro Bowl. Just sit down, be watching your favorite movie, your favorite Disney Plus show, whatever you want to do. Just follow it on your phone a little bit. Look at the fourth quarter. If there's about five minutes left and it's a one-score game, go and watch it for the last five minutes. Still not worth your time. <laughs> it doesn't matter who wins or who loses. It really, really doesn't matter who wins or who loses the Pro That's Bowl. That's true. But also my thing is with the Pro Bowl, the only reason for my take... Why you would watch the Pro Bowl is for entertainment value. If it's a good game, I'm going to watch it. It doesn't matter who wins or who loses. If it's a good game, I'm going to watch it. What if this game goes to overtime? What, you know, like, what if it's an electrifying game? I want to watch that game. So, but if it's boring, don't even bother turning the TV on. You're just watching two-hand touch played between millionaires. It's boring. Yeah, that's definitely In true. In my though. opinion, you know what's bad when you would rather flip the channel to watch the televised national high school all-star game than the National Football yes. League Pro Bowl game. Yes. I would watch that high school all-star game in an instant. Oh, yes. I want to see young talent 
But the Pro Bowl, it's just we already have 30 flags a game. In the Pro Bowl, it's still going to be the same nonsense. It just takes the fun out of it. There right. is no fun in the Pro Bowl. Well, the thing with the Pro Bowl, you have nothing to prove. You have nothing to prove because you're there. With the high school game, you have everything to prove. You're proving to colleges that I am worth the scholarships. And with the NFL, mm -hmm. you have nothing to prove because you've already made money. You've already been vote, voted to the Pro Bowl. I mean, what else do you have? And also, lose? no one wants to lose your best athlete on a team to an injury in the Pro Bowl. Exactly. No one wants to do that. So people are going to be playing safe. No one's going to go for the dangerous hits. Yep. Finally, Justin, take us away with our Week 16 predictions. And remind me, Justin, how's our competition looking? Who? Our competition for who's got the best record and we're still tied. We are still tied. The one game that Brandon got wrong that I got right was Brandon, you said that the Redskins would win last week against the Eagles, and I said the Eagles would win. But then I, for some strange reason, picked the Chargers to win over the Vikings, and you picked the Vikings to win. So we're all knotted up at 96-67 and 67 this season. I can't believe that, Justin. That's almost three weeks in a row we've been tied. You know, if that's not some kind of connection or not. But granted, disclaimer... Neither one of us have been great picking games this year because we like to go for these hot takes. Yes, we do. And that's going to continue this week. And let's uh, see exactly how many of the hot takes we have. All right, so let's get started with week 16 predictions. So we got three games on Saturday, the early game. Got the Texans at the Buccaneers. Who you guys got for this game? Buccaneers are hot. Texans are still going to miss the playoffs. Give me the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are very hot. The Texans, very inconsistent. I still see the Texans making the playoffs, but the Bucks are winning this game. Yeah, I think we're going to have a clean sweep at this game because I'm also going to have the Bucks winning. Again, Texans are inconsistent. Give me the Bucks here. And then we have probably the game of the week, the game to decide the season for either of these teams possibly. Patriots at home against the Bills. I don't see the Patriots losing to them in Foxborough. Like, I love watching the Bills. I don't hate their fan base. I love Josh Allen. I love their defense. It's the Patriots in Foxborough in December. That's a lethal combination. I don't see him losing. Every time I think about this game, I have a different opinion about it. I think this game could really go either way. I could very well see this ending in a tie. I think that could be a lot of fun, although ties are never fun. Uh, what is with you and ties? The last time we did this, our longer episode, you said that there would be a tie between the Chargers and the Jaguars, and you got torn to pieces because that's just not fun. What is with you and ties? Because, ah, I can't pick. He's going to win this one. It's tough. As of right now, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to say the Patriots because I do think that they're going to win their division. I don't think the Bills, contrary to your belief, are going to win the AFC East. If you've been listening to Beyond the Blitz, you know my opinions on the Bills. Play the soundtrack. The Bills are going to win the AFC East. Yes, the Bills, they have this chance to win the AFC East. I am going to pick the Bills. If the Bills win this game, I'm picking the Dolphins to win over the Patriots next week. Oh, you're crazy. No way. Yes, I am. Well, we're at this point. Everybody said I was crazy that the Bills would even have a shot at winning this division, and they do. Well, Call Bills, me crazy. Bills beat the pa uh, not the Bills. The Dolphins beat the Patriots last year and some kind of crazy miracle, so you never know. Hey, you never know. And then you got the 49ers at home against the Rams last game on Saturday. 49ers are winning. Hands down. Not even close. 49ers are winning, hands down. Not even close. 49ers are winning, hands down. Maybe a little bit closer than they <laughs> And then the Broncos at home against the Lions. This is a trash bowl, man. I'll give it to Drew Locke and the Broncos, I guess. The Broncos are a better team than some people give them credit for, and the Lions are a worse team than most people give them credit for. Lions were a team we were very high on at the beginning of the season. Yes, we were. 
And now, now, I think they might very well be the worst team in the National Football League. Give me Denver. <sighs> Give me Denver as well. Their defense is better. Their offense is looking decent. I think Drew Locke is making his case that he should be the franchise quarterback of this team, and this game will be on his resume. Getting the Broncos. Chargers at home against the Raiders. <laughs> Ooh, this is a tough one. They're so bad. Just give me the Chargers, I guess. Phillip Rivers, if he doesn't throw a late pick, they're going to win. Another one I'm not quite sure of. I'm going back and forth on. I think both of these teams are garbage, but this is still my picks. I'm still trying to beat you, Justin, so I want to get this game right. What, are you going to call it a tie? I'm going to call it, no, I'm not going to call it. <laughs> um, give me the Chargers. Well, we got to be different in our picks sometimes. I already picked the Bills against you. I'm going to pick the Raiders against you. I think Josh Jacobs is going to run all over this defense. And then we got the Falcons right after the upset at home against the Jaguars. Is this really competition? Jaguars aren't a good team anymore. I mean, their defense is lackluster. Josh Allen's the only really good player on that defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the Jaguars having it. I'll give it to the Falcons. Yeah, I think right now the Falcons are looking like a lot better team than the Jaguars. I don't think that the Jaguars have a high-powered enough offense to keep track with the Falcons' offense. Give me the Falcons. Yep, same with what you guys said. Give me the Falcons. Browns at home against the Ravens looking for the upset. No, no upset here. Not even close. This game's going to end in a 51-51 to tie. No, it's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> Feel free to laugh. I'm hilarious. I know. Give me the Ravens. Ravens are actually playing for something. If the Ravens win this game and the Bills somehow win against the Patriots, the Ravens will clinch the bye and the first seed and the playoffs of the AFC. You got to give me the Ravens here. And then you got the Colts at home against Will Greer in his first start with the Panthers. The Colts are so bad. Like, I don't know who to pick here. You know what? Give me the Panthers. I want to see Will Greer do good. Panthers still have no head coach, but they just came very close to a good Seattle team while the Colts got absolutely manhandled by a good Saints team. I think that Will Greer is going to look very good in his first start, just like Kyle Allen did. So I don't know how exactly accurate that look is going to be because Kyle Allen, not too good anymore. Give me a Will Greer and the Panthers. I think they're going to make a comeback win. I don't think Will Greer is going to look really good against the Colts, but he's going to look good enough to get the win. Give me the Panthers. Then you got the Dolphins at home against the Bengals. Who gets the higher pick in the draft? The Trash Bowl is here, baby. The worst teams in the NFL. Bengals are losing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this has anything to do with draft picks because Dolphins have twice as many wins as the Bengals do. So, <laughs> But I saw the Bengals winning. I saw okay. the Bengals winning this game. I think that they're going to pull one together. Okay. Well, I want the Dolphins to beat the Patriots, so they might as well just beat the Bengals by 30 points. So just knock it out of the, the park there. Give me the Dolphins. And then you got the Steelers playing for their playoff lives against the Jets in New York. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is coming back up against the Steelers. First time since being signed by the Jets. Uh, I see the Steelers' defense stepping up, keeping them in the game, and Duck Hodges making enough good throws at the end of the game to give them the win. I think the Steelers are going to win this game, but I really want to see exactly how many opportunities the Jets give Le'Veon Bell to get revenge against his former team. I think Le'Veon Bell's going to get 30-plus touches in this game. And out of those 30-plus touches, he's going to fumble the ball at least two or three times. Guaranteed. <laughs> TJ Watt's going to come right off that line and punch the ball right out. I mean, we saw that in the game against the Bills. He tried to do that a couple times. He's going to do that a couple more times. I don't think there's really any revenge 
in this game because there's a lot there's of... There's no bad blood there. No, there's no bad blood at all between these two teams. I think, again, like I said earlier, Steelers playing for the playoff lives and their defense is going to play like it. Give me the Steelers. Then you have another team playing for their playoff lives, the Titans at home for the second week in a row, but they're playing a hot Saints team. Who do you guys got? Like Brandon said, the Titans do play very well out of their division, but I don't see the Saints losing. Give me the Saints. I said earlier the Texans are going to miss the playoffs, and that can only happen if the Titans win. I have to keep it going. Give me the Titans. I think that this is going to be a better game than most people think it is, and New Orleans is going to not try as hard as they should because they like where they're at right now in the seating. I think right now the Saints are going to win this game, and then they're going to scoreboard watch for that game, Packers-Vikings. Yeah. They want this by because they play fantastic at home. If they are not playing at home for more than a week, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. So it just all depends on how everything goes in that way. But I have to take the Saints here. And there's a lot of games so far, Brandon, that we're kind of contradictory on. So we'll see how that goes. And another one of those games, Redskins at home again, but this time against the Giants. Is Eli Manning playing? I believe it's Daniel Jones they getting the start. They haven't said yet. Okay. If it's Eli Manning, give me the Giants. If it's Daniel Jones, then give me the Redskins. I just have a gut feeling, so there's no reasoning behind that <laughs> decision. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to get a lot of opportunities to show off his arm ability here. He's going to throw a deep a lot. I think Terry McLaurin goes for over 150 yards and two or three touchdowns. Give me the Redskins. This one is for the number two overall pick. This is for Chase Young. If the Redskins lose this game and the Dolphins win their game, Redskins have the number two overall pick. So this is a crucial game for both teams, but they still both want to win. Give me the Redskins in this one. I like Dwayne Haskins. I like the way he played against a pretty good Eagles defense. Speaking of the Eagles, they're playing for their playoff lives yet again. And this time is against the Dallas Cowboys. Probably the best game of the week, possibly, I could say. I'd but say it's so. in Philly. What do you got, Eagles-Cowboys? I don't trust the Cowboys and the Clapper being <laughs> being Jason Garrett. They're at the link. Carson Wentz kind of lit it up at the end of the game there in the fourth quarter. Give me the Eagles. The Bills-Patriots is the game of the week, but this is a very close second or third game, aside from the Monday night game that we'll get to in a minute. This is going to be a pretty good game. It's going to be a pretty close game. It's going to come down to the last couple of minutes. It's going to come down to who makes more mistakes and is big of a hater I am of Dak Prescott. I think that he is going to win this game for them. I think Carson Wentz is going to be the one making more mistakes out there, and I think Dallas has shown that they have some fire under them after the Rams game, and they're going to keep it going. They want the playoffs. I said a couple weeks ago that the Eagles were going to win out. They were going to win against the Giants. They were going to win against the Redskins. They were going to win against the Cowboys, and they were going to win against the Giants. Give me the Eagles. I'm going to stick with it. Then you got the Seahawks at home against the Cardinals. Seahawks. 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 Then the Bears... <laughs> At home against the Chiefs, could this be a trap game for the Chiefs? This might be a trap game, but Patrick Mahomes is hes insane. He's not human. Patrick, give me the Chiefs. This isn't a trap game at all. I think that the Chiefs want that second seed. It's not out of their own possibility. I think yeah. the Chiefs are going to win this one handedly. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good test for Pat Mahomes, though, because you're going to end up probably playing Ravens and Patriots defenses. So good test for Pat Mahomes right now. I think he'll get the win. Probably besides Bills, Patriots, or Eagles, Cowboys, game of the week, Packers, Vikings, everything for playoffs is on the line right here. Who do you got? It's in Minnesota, by the way. This is a great game. I see Kirk Cousins going off against uh, just absolutely dull defense in uh, Green Bay. Um, Vikings are going to win that game. It's going to be very close, though. It's going to come down to like a field goal. 
The Vikings lost against the Packers the first time they played, and they're going to win it this time. This is always a good game when these two teams play. They both have very solid units this year, and I think the Vikings are going to get it done at home this time. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I think the Vikings are going to get the win. Chris, I agree with you. It's going to be a field goal game at the end, and this is definitely going to shake up the playoffs as we see it now. Oh, for sure. And speaking of the playoffs, Brandon, what do we got to end Beyond the Blitz as we always do? You already know what time it is, Justin. It's time for way too early predictions? Question mark? They're not that early. They're kind of late. They're right on par, actually. These are right on par predictions. We're going to go for each of us today have drawn up our own personal tournament brackets. So we're going to each run through our bracket and explain our thoughts. Chris, would you like to do the honors of starting us out today as our guest? Yeah, sure. Why not? I give the Ravens the one seed. They're going to clinch next week. Pats are getting my two seed. I mean, I don't see him losing to the Bills, and I don't think they're going to drop. Chiefs are my three. Texans are my four. And then my two wild card teams are my are the Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the NFC, I have the Seahawks as my number one seed, so I have them beating the uh, 49ers in Week 17. My number two seed are the Saints after the Vikings-Packers game. My number three seed is the Packers. Four seed is the Eagles, but... They're not going anywhere in the playoffs, let's be real here. And my wildcard teams are the Niners and the Vikings. I have the Bills uh, winning the wildcard game against the Texans and the Chiefs. I love, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see them winning against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They can't keep up in a track race against that offense. It's insane. And then I see the Vikings losing uh, their playoff game against the, it's the Packers. And then I have the Eagles losing to the 49ers. Whoever wins the N- the NFC East, they're going to lose to the 49ers or the Seahawks. It doesn't matter in that in the, in that space and time, in my opinion. And so I have the Ravens-Bills. Ravens are going to win that game. Pats-Chiefs, I give it to the Chiefs. And then the Seahawks-Niners, I give the Niners that one. And then the Saints-Packers, I give them the Saints. And then Ravens-Chiefs, Ravens win that game. They're not losing twice. Saints-49ers, the Saints are going to win. And I have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. All right, so I got my AFC seedings right here. So I got the Ravens at number one, the Bills getting the number two seed because of the tiebreaker against the Chiefs. That means the Chiefs getting the three seed, Texans four, Patriots five, Steelers six. And then the seeding for the NFC. Got Seahawks number one because they won both games against the 49ers. Saints number two because the Packers lose to the Vikings. Packers then getting the number three seed. Eagles somehow winning the NFC East. 49ers getting the five seed because they lost both games to the Seahawks. And then the Vikings getting the sixth seed. And now we have the AFC wild card. So right here we have the Chiefs hosting the Steelers, getting the win because their offense too high powered for this defense and the offense of the Steelers not good enough to beat even this Chiefs defense. And then we have the Texans hosting the Patriots. They can't do it twice. Patriots are going to get this win. And then I have the wild card Packers at home against the Vikings. They'll get revenge for the week 16 game. And so they will advance. And then I have the Eagles Against the 49ers, 49ers are too hot right now. Eagles inconsistent. They're going to lose this game. Give me the 49ers in that one. Then in the AFC, I got the Ravens playing the Patriots and a little bit of a wrench game for the Patriots, but the Patriots will end up losing. Ravens are going to host the AFC championship. And then I got the Bills at home against the Chiefs. They won the former game here against the Chiefs, but I'm going to have the Chiefs beating the Bills and Buffalo, and they're going to go to Baltimore for the AFC championship. Then in the divisional for the NFC, I got the Seahawks at home against the 49ers losing. Even though they 
one in week 17 at home. I think the 49ers are too good of a team not to at least get to the NFC Championship. And then the Saints against the Packers. Saints are too good. They're on a roll. They're going to be at home in the NFC Championship. Then the Ravens playing the Chiefs at home. I think the Chiefs are going to sweep the Ravens this year. I don't think Lamar Jackson can do enough against this defense. He's going to turn the ball over a couple of times. And I think he could choke at the end of this game. Give me the Chiefs here advancing to the Super Bowl. And who will they play? Who will they play? It's not going to be the 49ers because it's going to be Drew Brees and the Saints. So the Super Bowl this year, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Saints defense will do more than enough to beat the Chiefs. Give me Drew Brees and getting his second ring. Chris, you were talking about how Drew Brees needs to cement himself getting another ring. I think that's going to cement his legacy as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh yeah, that, that second ring will really, really help out his legacy. I liked a lot of that except for the latter. Justin, as a Falcons fan, hearing a Saints Super Bowl hurts me. But Drew Brees is a great quarterback, and he would deserve ring number two. However, it's time to move on to my bracket. And I'm starting out who I think my third seed is, the Green Bay Packers. Playing at home against division rivals is the number six seed, Minnesota Vikings. I don't think that seeding surprises a lot of people. I think this game is almost definitely going to happen. Green Bay at home in Lambeau in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. Give me the Packers in a big victory. I don't think the Vikings will stand a chance. Then we have perhaps what is possibly the worst playoff team of all time playing at home against what could be perhaps the best fifth seed of all time because technically they're going to lose this division according to my picks and the Cowboys are going to get absolutely demolished by what I wrote down here not once but twice as the Seawacks. Not the Seahawks, the Seawacks are going to move on to the divisional round. The Packers will then play the number two seed, Saints, and the Packers will shock the world by beating the Saints in a high-scoring fiesta. Packers move on to the conference game. Hold on, you think the Saints can lose in the playoffs at home? That's... With that defense? That's not going to happen. Do you not remember last year? Ah... Last year. Last year. Same team, same situation. This is a better team than what they played last year. Then we have the Seawacks going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. The 49ers get their win right there in a very close game, and they move on to play the Packers and the conference game where Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers come up short. The Packers move on to the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. And who will Aaron Rodgers play? The Packers running the gauntlet. Wow. Who will Aaron Rodgers play? Packers have a good team. We're overlooking them, just like you said with the Chiefs. Packers are that team in the NFC. They're getting overlooked. You still have Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Jones, who is one of the best running backs in the league. You still have Devonta Adams when he's playing at his best. He's one of the best. And that defense is probably the most improved defense from a year ago. This team is dangerous in the playoffs. Look out. I can see that. Now moving on to the AFC to see who the Packers will play. We have your three-seed Kansas City Chiefs playing at home against your six-seed Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs will win. Then you have the fourth seed Tennessee Titans, because I think everything's going to go in their favor on the home stretch, playing at home against the sixth seed Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills come up just short because the Titans play good out of division. This is a tough team, and I don't think the Bills have what it takes to slow down Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can get in the end zone at least twice, the Titans win that game. Okay. Then we have the Chiefs. Going to Foxborough, rematch of a year ago where we have Patrick Mahomes playing Tom Brady in a very good game where the Patriots win it. 
telling you the Patriots in the postseason are a whole different monster. I don't care how good or how bad this team is. You still have Tom Brady under center, Bill Belichick a coach, and that defense is still one of the best Patriots defenses they've ever had. With game plans, this Patriots team is dangerous. They move on to the conference game. Then you have the Ravens destroying the Titans. Just absolutely mauling, manhandling, slaughtering, taking them out to the back like a rabid dog and shooting them kind of slaughterhouse. Ravens <laughs> move on to the conference game. Lamar Jackson gets a playoff win. However, his playoff run will fall short as the Ravens will lose to the Patriots. Because like I said, it's a whole new monster in the playoffs. You just can never bet against the Patriots. I'm sorry. We bet against the Patriots every year. I refuse to fall into that category this year. The Patriots are going to the Super Bowl where they will lose. They will lose, ladies and gentlemen, to the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers will hoist the Lombardi Trophy for the second time in his career. And the Packers win their fifth franchise Super Bowl. Will that be the first ever rookie head coach to win a Super Bowl? Yes, I believe so. So, our Super Bowl champions going around the table. Recap, Chris. Ravens. Justin. Saints. Packers. What a plethora of good teams. This is going to be one of the most exciting postseasons ever, and I'm super excited for it. But I'm sorry, we're out of time. You've listened to us long enough. You want to go start your morning, drink your coffee, or eat your dinner, or go to sleep, or whatever time of day you're listening to us. We're always around, and thank you very much for listening to us. As always, Brandon Wells, Justin Rogers, special guest Chris Rogers. Thank you very much for joining us. Until next time on Beyond the Blitz. Join us at Christmas time.